the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock. Brought to you by West Escondido, West Oceanside, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your host of Auto Talk Radio, Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome to Auto Talk Radio. What are we talking about today? We're talking about diagnostics, right? Broken cars. Broken cars. Fixed cars and fun cars. Yep. Because some cars are just fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as you come racing in in your little sports car this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot to set my alarm this morning. The name of that car makes me think of the that the, the, the little thing, macaroons or whatever. Those yeah. Macan. <laughs> Macan. That's a bird, isn't it? Oh, that's a McCall. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm not sure what a McCall yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe one of those cars that don't even exist. I mean, yeah. actual things that don't exist. Uh, we've named a lot of cars that over the years. Not me personally, but, yeah. but I mean, uh, you know. Um, yeah. So, and then we named some cars after things like like the Pinto. I mean, that's Pinto. a horse, I believe. Oh, or a bean. Oh, Pinto Bean, you're right. That's what I thought. It kind of looks like one. <laughs> pinto is a Pinto Bean. All right. He's really excited when you own a Pinto Bean. Yeah, like, if you hey. hit a bean in the rear, does it blow up and catch on <laughs> yeah, fire? Yeah. <laughs> it could. You never know. So, all good, all good. All right, folks, uh, we're back live this morning. And uh, as Paul did say, we were talking about, I believe, oh, yeah, diagnosing your vehicle properly, which is highly important. We'll save you lots of money in the long run for sure. But anything automotive related, we're happy to talk to you about. You can give us a call here, 1-888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. Man, we're getting really close today. What is today, the 16th? Yeah. We're nine days away from Christmas. Getting close. Christmas. What are you buying me for Christmas? <laughs> you uh, laughed. <laughs> Jeez, man. I thought I was going to get a present for Christmas. Oh, well. I'll get you a present. I'm not sure that I want you to give me a present. <laughs> that sounds scary. Yeah. Anyway. But no, in all seriousness, we are getting really close to Christmas. Uh, boy, where's this year gone? It's kind of flown by. It has huh? flown by. It's super crazy fast. And uh, um, everybody's getting the car service to get ready for Christmas, whatever uh, you're doing. Uh, you know, a lot of people be out on the road traveling. So uh, this next week is a great... Uh, um, week to get your car in and get it serviced if you're going to be heading somewhere don't don't wait till till uh um friday yeah a couple days before christmas because next next weekend is christmas weekend right i should know this am i right 100 wow i need to look at a calendar actually just to see um it's come up it's come up this year it seems like it's come up really fast right yeah so next weekend is christmas weekend because christmas is on uh Monday, right? Monday, yeah. So Christmas Eve is on Sunday. And uh Yep, yep. So what what are your plans for Christmas? Anything good? You gonna go uh, I'm probably gonna go to Ventura. Yeah, go see your your, your dad and stuff and your yeah. brothers. I'll, I'll do the radio good. and then hit the road. There you go. Yeah. It'd be a good good weekend. Uh my friend Callie, um, she and Ron, they're they're uh they're hosting Christmas dinner. She just uh called um she got a big uh uh, turkey? Um, no, no, we're not doing no turkey. A oh, big, I was trying to figure out the this big <laughs> steak thing with a bone in it. That it, uh, it's not a ribeye; it's a uh, roast. You know, well, kinda. I don't mm. know what the heck you call it, man. I, I, I'm definitely not a cook either. <laughs> yeah, so neither. I can fix cars like crazy, <laughs> but the whole cooking thing, no, not so much. So, uh, hold on, just one second. 
and we'll see what this thing's called because it's good. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be really good. Um, brisket? Prime rib. Oh, prime rib. That's like a brisket, though. Same yeah, kind yeah, of idea, yeah. yeah. But prime, prime rib comes with a bone in it. So look at Brendan. Oh, he's over there mouth-watering, thinking about the prime rib now. Well, you know it. I love prime rib. <laughs> oh, you know it. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> <laughs> so that way we, can, we don't have to... Uh, um, yeah, no turkey, no ham. I was like, if she asked me, like, what do you think? I was like, yeah, prime rib's best. Oh, that's yeah. a great Christmas I love dinner. Prime rib. That's Absolutely. Good. Everybody will be stuffed, fat, and happy. It'll be all good, all good. All right, real quick here, let's uh, grab Andy and El Cajon. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Uh, wonderful. And yourself? Oh, good. We were just talking about what we're doing for Christmas dinner, so now I'm really hungry. <laughs> and uh, But uh, we'll get back to talking about cars now. <laughs> Okay, um, I have a 2009 uh, Ford F-150, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and an indicator light came on. It was a wrench, and oh. I was told by a friend of mine who's a mechanic that it might be something related to a transmission. Um, it's normally a maintenance light. Yeah, usually maintenance. So as far as something's come up, it, it can also come on for things such as uh, um, um, like a tire pressure sensor if you get one of those lights sometimes a wrench light will come on with it um but but that wrench light is more of a maintenance thing could it be related to um transmission recommended the vehicles recommend a service it could so there's there's a lot of that. is the car having any issues any check engine light on anything else just that light no just that light okay yeah it's so a, just the wrench i've never seen that before yeah it's 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 uh um recommending uh service on something so it just depends. I don't know the mileage on your car or what. Um, that does um, store a maintenance code, though, right, Paul? No. Oh, it doesn't? No, no. Doesn't on that? Okay, mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if it did or not. Um, so, yeah, just... It, yeah, it just tries to um, guess when your you know, ignition cycles, idle time, and it tries to calculate when it's due for oil change. Oil changes, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Tip, I'm, I'm pretty sure the wrench slide on that car is just a maintenance. Yeah. What? Uh, um, okay. How many miles are on your truck? 235. But it's in uh, very well maintained. Yeah, I've taken. I'm the first owner, and I've had it for years, and it's just been a wonderful truck. Gotcha. V six, V eight. Which which motors in it? You know, it's a it's a V eight, but I don't know about size. Gotcha. It's a small V eight. It's yeah. it's a small one. The four six. It's probably a four six liter V eight. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Um, Is that a service you do to diagnose that? Yeah, it's not really. You know, a, yeah, that to El Cajon. Yeah. Yeah, it's very simple. It's not 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 a big deal uh, as far as that goes. Like I said, so I, but I did want there. Do, there's no check engine light or anything else on then. No. Okay. Good. Well, then it's it's not such a bad scenario. Yes, it's it's just recommending service um, as far as that goes. Uh, Paul's okay. double checking right now, though. I believe. Do you see anything there, Paul, about that? Yeah, I was looking at it actually. It might be a powertrain malfunction. Okay. So sometimes, but yes, absolutely. If it yeah, is we a, can take a look at if it, it is a powertrain malfunction, then it would definitely have set a code as far as that goes. So, okay. uh, but uh, it's not anything that's picked up as far as uh, um, uh, solenoid failure or anything like that or open circuit because it would have set the check engine light then. Yeah, that's usually. why that threw me off a little bit. Yeah. So. Yeah, a lot of cars, it's, the wrench light's just maintenance, but. Correct. Not. Okay. Yep. So, um, but yes, we can so get that in and figure out what's going on with it. And I could drive in and do that, or do I need to make an appointment? Um, usually, we we can just get you in in the morning, but uh, you will need to drop it off as far as that goes. So, right, right. but we do have a shuttle okay. if you live out in El Cajon or in the area there. Uh, you know, uh, we very can close. get you a ride. Yeah, no problem at all. Okay. Perfect. All well, right. Thank and you very much. I really appreciate it. No problem. And Paul's been working out there with our manager. So uh, if you get out there, you'll probably get to see Paul. Yep. I'll be there. Okay. Okay. Thanks yeah, so much. <laughs> Thanks for the You're call, welcome. Andy. Hey, take Merry care. Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too. Bye. So anyway, yeah, yeah there you go. Um, there's all, well, and actually, you know what, now that you mentioned that I saw a Ford escape that, um, the wrench but it had a check engine light also yeah it usually has a check engine with it yeah i'm surprised that's why i kept asking to this have a check yeah that's why but i just so unless it just picked up something minor on it it is possible that it and it didn't turn the check engine light on so just depends yeah and i just like kind of googled really quick i didn't put the gear in but Mm -hmm. but well yeah there's so many things yeah. on so many cars well, now. It's I have to per look year at it. too, because I think like 07 is maintenance. 
Oh, is it? You know. Oh, then, okay. Yeah, so. All right. Well, either way, we can yeah. definitely look. Yeah, we can take Once we get the van yeah. and all that, we can look up exactly what, what has to do with that vehicle specifically. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so not a problem whatsoever. We do specialize in those. Yeah. And it's easier to figure out when we have all our data systems. And yep. Kind of and we got the factory four tools, so that helps us too. Yes, that too. That too. All right. Let's see what Bruce has got going on in Carl's bag. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning. Uh, this is uh, last week when you guys talked about the 80s, and uh, it was kind of a dismal era for the auto industry, but uh, there were a couple exceptions, and that, and one most notable because of the immense production uh, was the uh, introduction of the minivan, uh, Leia Coca's attempt to bring Chrysler back, mm-hmm. and that was highly successful. That was successful, mm-hmm. for no kidding, yeah. Yeah. And the second one, uh, there was one very, very noteworthy vehicle that was produced, and that was the Buick uh, GNX. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was an extremely fast vehicle, and uh, 0 to 64.5 seconds. I'm looking at the data. You're, you're talking about the Grand National, right? No. Uh, it was... A Grand National was mass produced, and that was that was, that was ninety one. I thought Grand National. No, no, no. no? They, they they had them in uh, eighty seven. Oh, they did eighty eight. Yeah. yeah, it was a, a based on the Regent platform, and it oh. was highly successful in itself, but not n- anywhere near as fast as the GNX. Gotcha. And the, the GNX what had one of these things where it was uh, the torque was rated at four hundred pounds and zero to sixty in four and a half seconds. 155 how, miles an hour. How many did and, they sell? Well, that's the whole thing. It was, uh, they only made between five and 600 of them. And so then immediately it became a, a collector's item. That was the dealers marked them way up over the retail, suggested retail. So, uh, and if you can find one undriven, they're extremely expensive now. Mm. Yeah, I would. It was 20. Uh, 28000 was the initial price on them, suggested retail price. I've always been a fan of those Typhoons, the GMC Typhoon. They look cool. Yeah. yeah. So the so, GNX, uh, it, though, is was... Uh, uh, that was... that was. Uh, it was a specialty, was, like Grand National, right? Yes, it was. Okay, now set. now I know exactly. I was like, GNX, GNX, chicken. Yeah, that, yeah, so... It uh, looks like a Grand National. Yeah, yeah, it looks just the body style was Grand National. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, different, different uh, power it, it was just, train. You could think of it as uh, like um, a uh, highlight of things to come that, that the engineers could take that little 3.8 liter turbocharged V6 and produce something that. By the way, they were, it was rated at like 268 horsepower, but they. It, they downrated it for insurance reasons. Um, yeah, there and there was 547 of these made. Yeah, yeah, and, and you're right. The sticker price was twenty nine thousand three hundred eighty nine dollars in 1987. So right there in yeah, that era, that was that was big money back then. So it was not a cheap car. Twelve oh, seconds. Oh, so check that out. Mile. No wonder. So the G G N X actually stood for Grand National Experimental. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. One. And, but you notice it looked like a Buick Regal. It looked like the Grand National, but uh, it was way different. Oh, wow. So check this out. This is a really cool car. Um, we, of course, yeah. I've never worked on one of these because there's not many of them. I don't even know who no. I've not, not oh, seen one. they're all put away. They're, they're oh, all yeah. These I'm things, sure they're worth there's money one, now. <laughs> there's one right now, an unsold Buick GNX with 202 miles now for sale on yeah. bring a trailer <laughs> so it's it, 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 you know somebody's got yeah, it in their car it. collection yeah this bad boy though uh was uh uh super fast yeah 12 seven to the quarterback then 12 that's, yeah 12 that's cooking yeah 4.6 seconds zero to 60 12 seven in, in the quarter mile uh likely much more powerful that says here way way faster than a, a corvette from that same era Oh yeah, and they and I mean the wheels on it even were not, not sixteen inch uh, black wheels polished aluminum, um, huh? Very cool. You can always uh, not always, but you can see them uh, several times a year on the Meekum and Barrett auctions. Oh, the car the 
Okay, the car currently has a bid of $150,000 on it with plenty of time left in the auction, (laughs) which ends on Monday. The bidding could go up higher as 8-mile GNX sold for an 8-mile GNX sold for $200,000 last year. Wow. But what a fun... And the Grand National on its own was a super fun car, too. That was a great car in the 80s. You are right. There was a couple good ones. So... He had to uh, hang on to it for forty years to make a hundred grand. It was just the ones that I named that were not very good. It was the, uh, if I remember right, it was the Dodge Spirit. The oh God, Plymouth yeah. Acclaim. Uh, but I will defend the LeBaron because I thought you know forty years with one that one car is just so. It's got to mean something. I know it's affordable and all that stuff. It's just there just to don't. torture mechanics. For all these years. <laughs> well, but in the eighties, it was the powertrain because Chrysler was doing this lean burn system thing in the eighties. And let me tell you, what a nightmare to work on. And, and you know, and then, uh, yeah, not good. And then we had the early 90s, and we ended up with uh, stuff like the uh, uh, Hyundai XL or whatever it was, carbureted. Oh. And, and in California, if you were doing smog and that thing rolled in, you thought to yourself, here comes another nightmare. <laughs> yeah, and, and by the early 90s, specifically 1992, that monster came out, which was called a Viber. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a good, good, fun car. You know, you know, and I believe the first when you we back to the eighties, but the first caravan was eighty three, was it or eighty four, eighty five, eighty four, eighty four. Introduction, uh, yeah, the K cars and and the minivan. Oh, another piece of junk was the K car. <laughs> that was the worst <laughs> car in the world. But the 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 my dad and he's less than ordered one of the first nineteen eighty four Dodge Caravan. It was red. And it was a stick shift four cylinder. So, um, and he drove that thing and he, so you'll, you'll appreciate this. He, I don't know how many miles he put on it, but it drove it. It was our family car. And then my older brother, um, both my dad and my brother are firefighters. My older brother, he gave it to him or he bought it from my dad. I don't know what he did, but he had the van and that's when my older brother had younger kids. He had the van at his house and they're both firefighters. So the way this thing died is, the the van was parked in the driveway and the starter engaged and shorted out and it drove itself right into the garage door where it sat there caught on fire. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't burn down the house, though. Uh, they, got, they got put put out. But uh, yeah, that, that van uh, died a, a, a miserable death. So anyway. It sounded like it committed suicide. <laughs> it did commit, the car committed suicide. What was that, Bruce? As a side, as a, as a side thought, last week and you recorded... Uh, um, show within the first minute uh, you said something uh, to Brandon I believe did you catch that did was that were you referring to having to use what's called the cough switch uh, yes correct gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, no more need be said because <laughs> in the context I, I swear I was out. looking for that little thing at the Brit- entire time I was listening to that first segment and he told me while we were recording hey did you catch that and I said no what is that it's and he goes exactly don't worry about it then I'll just tell it. you later <laughs> but I was yeah, looking for it well you were early, early enough into the show that you would just started a new recording right I yes. guess so. Yeah, or yeah. you would have edited, had to edit out, la- edit it out later. Then he he couldn't what? find it though. So you did. Oh. You should hire <laughs> you Bruce to work <laughs> with you because <laughs> Bruce oh, found yeah. it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, I hope you have a merry Christmas, and it was great talking to you again. You too, Bruce. Always a pleasure. Hey, thanks for calling with uh, to talk about those great great cars. That that one is a beautiful one. Thanks All for right, bringing I take it back. Bagging on the 80s cars. <laughs> yeah, well, I knew right, I was going to we'll get nice. some heat from that. <laughs> but thanks for the call. You have a Merry Christmas also, Bruce. Okay, you too. All Bye. right, take care. Bye-bye. So always great stuff. All right, folks, we got to take our first break. Hey, man, if you want to call, we're happy to talk about 80s cars and, and all that <laughs> stuff. And I can talk to you about all the nightmares about working on some yeah. of them along the way. Uh, but some great stuff. 1-888-344-1170. You're listening uh, to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego, 1170 AM, 96.1 FM in North County. We will be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. 
line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome back. Hey, Bruce, thanks for the call, man. Always great to talk to you about uh, different stuff. Bruce does a lot of research and knows a lot of things. I like that. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, and yes, uh, so I, I did want to say about the 80s uh, that uh, cars, we were talking about them. <laughs> and what happened in the 80s and early 90s, and I'm totally honest with you, is manufacturers were forced into this thing called emissions. In the 70s and 60s, we just built cars. Yeah. And we built some good go-go cars back in the 60s and mm-hmm. early 70s. Yeah. Then we got into the late 70s where they started down this emission trail. And then they got into the 80s and it just turned into a nightmare. And I got to tell you, being being a small guy in the late 80s and early 90s in California, there was a lot of cars that you just like high end XL. When that thing pulled in, you're like, that's going to fail. And then it's going to be a nightmare to make it past small. Yeah. Oh, man, they were the carburetors on those and the, the missions were just and I'm not bashing Hyundai. Is that how it's pronounced? I, I always pronounce it wrong. I always say Hyundai. And I just say Hyundai. 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 Okay. I'm not sure. Anyway, I'm from Ohio. I don't know. How to pronounce <laughs> I'm from things. California. Not <laughs> but anyway, Korea, the point that I was going to make to about that vehicle, uh, those vehicles was. Hyundai's come a long way for sure. Mm-hmm. So has everybody else. Yeah. I mean, the K, the Chrysler, Chrysler makes great, good products now. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as uh, their trucks and everything else, just like Ford does and GM. And um, but yeah, uh, not even. I mean, even the 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 import market was not good. No Honda carburetors, mm-hmm. nightmares, man. Honda Accord nightmares with the car. I mean, just holy smokes. There was so many nightmares out there, especially smog wise. So. Anyway, we're not just bashing one manufacturer. <laughs> Everybody got thrown in that bucket, and it uh, was not good. But uh, I'm glad you guys were tuned in for that, for sure. Um, before we head on here, I do want to remind folks, uh, um, um, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which can, includes West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved and star certified, uh, taking care of folks up there in North County for over 30 years now. And West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission, 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon, AAA approved uh, out there in El Cajon, taking care of folks over uh, 11 years, I believe, in there somewhere. And uh, West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, over six years there, right in central San Diego, AAA approved, smog certified. And of course, West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, uh, uh, AAA approved and star certified, taking care of folks over there, up coming up on five years. And West Oceanside Automotive and Transmission, uh, uh, we'll be rolling up towards a year here in May on that one. So, um, but been there for 30 years and a great crew that I got there, uh, working and, uh, everybody working together. So all five locations, uh, West Oceanside's also AAA approved. All of us at the West Automotive Group, me, myself, and my employees come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. We believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people. And what that means to us, I'd never myself nor any of my employees would recommend a service or repair on your vehicle they wouldn't recommend on their own mother's car and we all love our moms so just mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's important uh so anyway but the seriousness that that's what that statement is all about to me um we're very conscientious about what we recommend and we spend time diagnosing your vehicle properly so that uh, you do not uh, end up throwing parts at your car which becomes very expensive um, somebody did also want to ask me about, you know, people talk about diagnosis on a vehicle and, and, and some, there's a couple ways that some places deal with that as far as it goes. Um, I always tell folks that's the best money you spend on any repair is by a qualified technician diagnosing your vehicle. It will save you so much money in the long run. Um, you know, and I'm always cautious. I've, I've ran into some people like, oh, well you can go here or there and, and they'll, they'll, uh, um, if you do the repair, they don't charge for the diagnosis. That's not true. They just they hide, hide it. it in the repair, and I think that's the most the cost of it in the repair. And I think that's the most dishonest thing to yeah, do. Yeah, you might as well. Just I don't be, want nobody doing yeah, that to me. No. How about come to a place like us that has highly qualified technicians repairing vehicles, and uh, um, you know what? We put everything on the, on the repair order, and we're honest about what that. And that means a lot to me. 
it does. If a guy comes out to fix my refrigerator, I want him to be totally honest with yeah. me and, and put everything down at me, you know. So um, I feel the same way about auto repair, obviously. Um, it's what we do, but honesty is the best policy. And putting everything down and being honest and upfront about what things are going to cost in that is extremely important to me. So uh, that's why we all come together to, to bring you Auto Talk Radio. Uh, stop in to have your vehicle service repair and find out what quality automotive service repair is all about. And the West Automotive Group is proud to offer six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs. Of course, on approved credit, but uh, it's a great way to get a West Automotive Group card and you can use it anytime you want. And it gives you six months to pay things off. Uh, also, take advantage of our CertiCare transmission diagnosis or, or diagnosis on any other drivability concern like I was talking about by our master certified technicians, and it will eliminate unwanted parts replacement. Um, we do offer free shuttle rides to or from work or home. And we work with the rental partners at all five locations. If you need a rental car, we'll get you in one uh, and with their help. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram by going to westautomotivegroup.com. Check out where I'm the auto man for the CW and Fox 5. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can email me also anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. But uh, check us out uh, there. You can make appointments, et cetera, see what we're all about. Once again, that's westautomotivegroup.com. Podcasts are also available through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Deezer, Spotify, iHeart, Radio.com, and tune in for uh, Auto Talk Radio. You can go grab them there or see all of those. Once again, westautomotivegroup.com. And I wanted to truck backwards real quick to the wrench issue. I logged on to our server so I could get into Mitchell uh, and, and uh, um, our other databases just to see. So, um that get you give some proper information on this uh it, it the light can be triggered on that year vehicle for many problems and, I, and specifically because i wanted to know about two, the 2009 f-150 that he was talking about um the uh usually be related it could be related to transmission electronic throttle control system uh and some of the most common reasons um are uh Throttle body problems, transmission issues, a failed sensor can even turn it on. Um, the check engine light is shortcoming on this. I guarantee you. Yeah, it's following right. It's going to so fail what, a couple more times. I bet and you anything. Turn the light on for that year. It well, it trips a one. It it it's, most codes are two trip. What we call yeah, two yeah, trip that's codes. What I so meant. it's got to yeah. happen twice, right? I bet you anything that wrench light pops on when it happens the first time. Probably to these issues, mm-hmm. telling the driver, "Hey, you're going to have a problem. Yeah. Something's coming." Um, <clears throat> could be a something as you know, low battery voltage can cause it. Uh, uh electrical connection problem. So it could be something very simple. Mm-hmm. Could be something more major. So yeah, let's get it in, get it figured out. Um, when he comes in, can you make a note to to write down what we found on that, and then we'll talk about it. Sure. Just re- mm-hmm. remember or text it to me or whatever. Okay. So I'm. I'm. We see so many cars that tomorrow I won't remember about this car but, <laughs> but it, when it'll, it'll trigger when it comes in for yeah. you because you'll be there so that's yeah, why i'm I'll... saying yeah exactly all right folks one 888 give us a call here 888-344-1170 anything automotive related i'm surprised my dad hasn't called in to talk about his dodge caravan stick shift oh remember we were talking <laughs> about the old oil cans and that can opener kind of thing for that Water oil? It, it was a spout. A yeah, spout? yeah. Okay. So it, it was this metal spout, and the oil cans were paper with with metal tops. Yeah. So a, okay. a radio listener, I didn't see her come in, but she <clears throat> dropped a spout off for us. Oh, I forgot she did. To grab it. Yeah. Oh, there. So it's got a the spout's got a point on it. Yeah, it's, it's a got metal a spout. Spike. Yeah, you chunk. Yeah. And what you do is you make a small uh, little uh, hole in the in the opposite side of the top of the can, so it had an air breather hole, and you stick that thing in and pour it. And that way, it didn't go glunk glunk. It just poured smoothly yeah i had no idea what it was <laughs> justin's no like hey this radio listener left this for brian and I'm like what is it <laughs> it's like oh it's for the oil cans i'm like oh funny what is it <laughs> it's not ticking yeah exactly exactly so all right folks uh we're gonna continue on here talking about uh diagnosing your vehicle and why it's important and which is kind of down the line of you know hey why is it so important to get your vehicle and to have it diagnosed by somebody qualified because it saves you saves you a lot of money in the long run but also you notating like what it's doing you know as far as is there any issues with it and that's like we when i'm talking to the gentleman with the ford truck we run down the question like no check engine light is it driving okay you know these are all the things that we do so taking note of some issues with your car uh, 
also helps us to diagnose it quickly and properly. So anyway, all right, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We're going to take our last break here real quick. You're listening at, uh, to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego, 1170 and 96.1 FM. We'll be right back after this message. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. Phone lines are lighting up. Brandon's hair's on fire over there. Looking at him running around in a circle. Still thinking about having some prime rib for Christmas. That's right. I got to stay hydrated in here, too. I got to stay hydrated. Yeah, I just looked up. I was talking to Paul. Oh, wait. I lied to Paul. What? There's two different temperature things over there. One says 81 and one says 75. No wonder it's so warm in here all the time. Nobody knows what temperature it is. Uh, So one is uh, our personal individual air conditioning the other one is the building's air conditioning so so the building's at 75 and we're at 81 i think so Correct. that's the case if not it's the i other thought way you right. said they just fixed air conditioning they what did. is wrong no. with this place Yo, you could turn it on right now i have it off right now why do you do you want it on i'll no. go inside okay no never mind <laughs> don't you threaten me with a good <laughs> it's all good uh all right folks hey uh thanks for joining us here this morning we're having a great time talking about some good car stuff for sure uh yeah yeah, good stuff. Interesting. Um, do want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is also brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. They are the highest quality batteries out there. If you need a battery for a vehicle, jump on westautomotivegroup.com. Get in. We'll get you Interstate installed. Um, number one technician recommended battery uh, um, worldwide. No question about yep. it. So good stuff. You can put them in my motorcycles. So... Uh, but they have a battery for every need. If you need a battery for anything else, battery backups, alarm backups, all kinds of stuff, go check them out. They got the best batteries for sure. And you can check them out at their storefronts at 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar, La Mesa, 70 and, and University Avenue. Interstate batteries, a battery for every need. All right, really good stuff. Anyway, oh, let's grab here real quick. Uh, let's grab my, Mike on Alpine. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. How are you guys? Doing well good. this morning. How about you? Better than I deserve. <laughs> what you got going on? I have a 2001 Toyota Sequoia with the uh, common exhaust manifold, the tube type that's cracked. Cracks, yeah. So I know there's a couple options. You could take them off and have them repaired or get a newer set or used set or maybe do some aftermarket headers. Um you have any ideas on that? Any thoughts? Well, there are some aftermarket exhausts made for that because that was a big problem with that vehicle. Um, just and some of them are are a definite upgrade to avoid this problem happening. Um, but you need yeah. to make sure if you do that um, that you get one that has what's called an EO number, um, and that what that is in a, a, a number that's required by. Um, the Air Resources Board here in California for smog. So um, you just got to make sure it's legal, basically, gets put on there. So, um, But other than that, yeah, that there that that's my suggestion. I've welded several of them back in the day we used to and stuff, but usually then they crack again in another spot in short order. And it's a bit of work to get that bad boy on and off there. Right. Do you have any recommendation like a, a JBA or any certain type? Um, I don't know if JBAs. There's. It's been a while since I've replaced one of those. So Gibson I, used to have a California headers. I had them on, I had a Dodge Dakota, and I had a set of the Gibson headers. I don't know if they're still around. I haven't looked. They're pretty good stuff yeah. too. Um, it does. Do you know? Does JBA? Uh, do they offer one for that car? I believe. Yeah, I believe so. I think it was okay. JBAs are good. Yeah, John's stuff's good, man. So yeah, if he if he offers one, that that was my only question. I didn't know if he they actually offered one for that. If they do, that'd be a great upgrade and and will will solve your problem. It shouldn't crack anymore. 
Okay, so then I would just call in and have you guys give an estimate or bring it in. Yep, we can do that. That's easy enough, and we we'll give them a call for you even and uh, and get that sourced out. So yeah, or unless you already already know they have one for sure. The only thing I need to make sure is um, that they're they're. Fifty state legal, which I'm sure his is. He's right here in San Diego, so most of the stuff he made was all California legal that he makes. Oh, perfect! Yeah, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, so some of his stuff is race stuff, though. You got, but that's why I said we just need to double check for uh, um, ordering it, putting it on there. But yes, it should be. So, what about uh, the cats and muffler at that point? Um, if the factory cat's still working. They're the best. You don't want to mess with those, so um, leave those alone. Um, there are what's called cat back systems for that if you wanted to change it up a little bit. So th- those those are available. And, and anything after the catalytic converter, as long as it uh, um, uh, doesn't need an air resources board number as far as that goes. So um, everything that's controlled is from the, the engine down to the backside of the, the last catalytic converter. After that, uh, you can add different mufflers, tailpipes, whatever you want to the car. So there are some systems out there. Excellent. Thank you. No problem. No problem. Yeah, just you give us a call and we'll be happy to uh, do a little research for you on that. Quick, quick question also. Have you guys done anything with the uh, Cybertruck Tesla? Mm, nope. <laughs> I want to see it. I know. I guess they're... they're- Popping up, starting to pop up in certain Tesla places. Yes, be cool to check it out. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to see one, but we don't. I mean, not yet. So we're barely seeing uh, other Teslas that have come out of warranty, and there's not a lot of parts available um, to the aftermarket for those. There's control arms and brake pads. That's pretty much all Some we filters. can do with those. Yeah, yeah filters, fluids. fluids, those those kind of things. Cause, wow. Because a Tesla, um, most people don't know, but I mean, if you look up the service schedule on one on on one of these Teslas, um, you, there's there's intercooler fluid that needs to be exchanged for the um, the cooling. Mm-hmm. of everything on these all a lot of uh electric vehicles have a cooling system for for their regen systems and their batteries and, and it's special non-conductive yeah, yeah it has to be a special yeah put regular cooling in that bad boy and you'll have all kinds of problems um oh, wow so there are maintenance that still needs to be done to our um these vehicles regular and like paul said filters like cabin filters things like that that uh the vehicle needs so um we are going to see more of those and hopefully, uh, uh, our friend Elon will will open up his parts supply to to uh, the aftermarket because most people don't understand. But we can't. I can't call Tesla and buy parts for those cars. They don't. They're not available. They he at requires all those cars come back to him, which is actually um, as we know it a monopoly. <laughs> so there, is that part of the Magnuson Act too? Yeah. Well, the, it's supposed to be, but it hasn't yet. Yeah. And And they said. Um, so the right to repair act was done recently, which manufacturers have to supply us with, uh, availability for parts and information and all that stuff. Uh, but they excluded all electric vehicles when they did it for some reason. And I don't know why. So now they're, they're rehashing this out again, trying to get so, and there's people suing, um, actually Tesla right now because they own Tesla's and they don't want to go back to a Tesla service center. So, um, something will come out of this eventually. Maybe it's because it's uh, they're selling technology and labeling it as technology. Yeah, it's probably exactly what. Yeah. Ex- that's I'm sh- if I remember right, that's what he's done, and as far as that goes, but th- that's not going to, as you know, um, enough people complain. It's going to change, so um, he gets sued enough times. But he does have a lot of money, so he can fend off a lot of lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty good at that, I'm sure. So we'll see what happens Thanks, with it. Thank you, guys. Have an extraordinarily awesome day. You too. Thanks for calling in, Michael. Take care now. Yep, Have a Merry Christmas. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye. So great, uh, great questions. Yeah. But yeah, he. De- yeah, I think, and I think Mike's right. He, he, those cars. He's trying to label them as technology. Technology is protected. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you know. So I'm not giving my information out, but I don't think that's going to last long. After you know, I mean, he could. In, well, the, because a lot once of you copyright inf- all that stuff, a lot of his information's outsourced. Like, uh, you know, I signed up Escondido. I have all the technical service bulletins, Correct. all kinds of their diagrams. But he on just there. started releasing all that stuff. Yeah, that stuff wasn't available until recently. Yeah, it's weird that, that but he, so great. We have all the information now. Where do I get the parts? Well, that's the funny thing. <laughs> it's like I can diagnose it. You know, and we can buy the scantle for it now, but, yeah, but I can't get the part. <laughs> can't get the part. 
Hey, Dad, I guess you're calling in about your wonderful 1984 Dodge Caravan? Well, it, it was a wonderful vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get some for bagging on 80s car, cars. Carbrated, four-cylinder, five-speed <laughs> stick shift. And, and uh, yeah, I said it was carbureted. It was simple. It was carbureted. Uh, it, it, you know, was just a simple machine. And I, I didn't go with the bits of issue engine that they offered in the first one. Uh, I stuck, stuck with uh, Chrysler's. Oh, I got and, you. Uh, I had I had no problems with that vehicle. You know and what? You yeah, you made a great point there. I forgot about that. You could get either the Chrysler four cylinder or a Mitsubishi engine in that vein. Mm-hmm. They had both options. Yes. That 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 was, and of course, that was the first year that they came out. And uh, I had pre ordered it in the fall because it was scheduled to come out that following year, and uh, I took it uh, on a four four year lease. And uh, they pre-priced the buyout at the end of that four-year period uh-huh. when I purchased it. So at the end of the four years, I, I took it in. And I said, okay, my lease is coming up. I want to keep the car. Uh, you know, you've this is what you priced it at. But the problem was, for them, they did not realize how popular that car was going to be. Gotcha. And so... I, I was able to purchase that thing at the end of four years for about 50% of what it was valued at. Wow. That's a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, of course, after after the first year or two, uh, they it changed all of their pricing because oh, they I'm found sure. out what it was going to go. But I had it locked in. And, well, and the Dodge, uh, yeah, it was a great deal for me. And Dodge created, and like uh, the, um, the gentleman we were talking to said, um, that brought Dodge back to life. So the Dodge Caravan has been around for forever now, and it was the most popular minivan for a long time at the start of that. And everybody else then jumped on the on the bandwagon Ford with the Windstar. And so, yeah, that was a very popular vehicle. Yeah, and on the highway with that, that uh, well, the five-speed, being the fifth fifth gear was uh, a, a cruise array on... Overdrive. Uh, overdrive. Uh I was getting about thirty-five miles a gallon on on uh, yeah. the highway back in back in that time. Gotcha. It, it was great. Yeah, just be happy you lived in Ohio and you didn't have to smog that thing. That's all I got to say to you. Because <laughs> they were not that easy to smog. They were not fun. They had lots of issues. But once again, all manufacturers were struggling with emissions, and they had restrictions put on them that they had to. Uh, get in line with and in the 80s you know late 70s early 80s was the very beginning of all that when they started making so they were they were scrambling to make a, a vehicle that that had low emissions and also ran well and was a good vehicle so it was a, it, it was a learning curve for them all it certainly was so but anyway has has santa claus uh, scheduled his maintenance uh for his sleigh yet uh in preparation for christmas or yeah, Paul's going to service all the reindeer. <laughs> yep, yep. He, he's got uh, he's got some feed for them, and we got some horse feed and some hay, and and uh, they like that stuff. So, got got to keep the reindeer happy. Yes, we do. We do. That time is so, coming quickly. So anyway, well, it's good to know you're back on the air, and and uh, nice to hear your voice. And uh, you guys, all of you, have a have a very merry Christmas. If I don't talk to you before then, uh-huh. and uh, uh, think about you often. And uh, proud of you, son. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> you have a great uh, Well, I will talk to you before Christmas, I guarantee you. But uh, anyway. I, well, I certainly hope so. All right. Well, have I'm a... available most days. You uh, Most days. Well, try and try to stay warm out there. I'm sure it's cold now. So. I, well, it's really not. We've had a very mild winter so far. Uh, it's, matter of fact, it's going to be 56 degrees today. And, well, that's uh, nice. Up through... Actually, up through New Year's right now, we're talking high temperatures in the mid 40s every day. Wow! Uh, and and maybe a little bit of rain. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, hang but in there. Here in the retirement community, I don't have to shovel snow anymore anyway. That and that's another great feature. There. <laughs> I think I'm going to move to retirement community now. So anyway, all right, Pop. Thank you so much for calling in, and I will talk to you soon. Okay. Love you guys. Love you too. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. So, all right. Great stuff. Um, we'd lost a caller. I don't know. You were next. Call back. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Brandon's over there staring at the wall right now. 
once again <laughs> thinking about his uh his prime rib. I that you're, that's not going to get out of your mind all day, is it? No, not at all. Like, not at all. Like, so, are you having prime rib for Christmas? No, I think I'm probably going to be doing my family tradition. It's going to sound weird. Turkey? When I say it. No, oyster stew. That's what we do every single year for uh, Christmas. Yep. <laughs> I know. It's weird. weird. That's it your that's little... your mom's your your my dad's recipe. Your dad's it's thing. on my dad's side. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. your dad. My, my uh, grandparents are from Norway. So As they a, would have a lot of seafood there and stuff. And by the way, oh my gosh, he did the worst thing in the entire world. He, he just, did? Yeah. He ordered lutefisk for the first time. It's one of the worst fish you can ever have. The only way you eat it is you boil it in water, and it's so salty. And the only way to cover it up is you put basically a whole stick of butter on there. But even then, you could just taste the fish, and it's just awful. It's slimy. It's gross. Why did he want to eat that? Uh, this is his first Christmas without uh, his mom, unfortunately. Oh. And As a tribute a to mom. Correct, yeah. Very cool. And uh, unfortunately, my wife's going to have to try it too. So I keep forewarning her. It's going to be the worst thing in the world. You're not going to like it at all. She goes, oh, let's do it. Come on, don't worry about it. I'm like, no, you're well, really You not only got to eat one bite, right? Uh, you have to eat the whole fish. He bought like fillets. Now, these fillets are small, to mind you. Like they're probably, this is radio, so it's going to be kind of hard. I'm yeah, saying yeah. it's this small. <laughs> But, you know. So they're like four inch fillets, or exactly. Something. Okay, exactly at most. So. Yeah, if you just give measurements, it's easier for people to there understand on yeah, the radio. I know. Versus I don't know you how in we... the booth holding your hands up. <laughs> right now, that guy was like, "So what is he saying?" This small, he's like waving his hands in the air. Well, what's a measurement, anyways? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, what is? Jeez, oh, <laughs> sorry. All right, back to service in the reindeer. You go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yes. Uh, well, you enjoy. Thank you. I'm going to eat prime rib. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like prime rib a lot for sure. I, I prefer brisket, maybe a little bit more, but you know, that's just me nitpicking and stuff. But, gotcha. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's good. There you go. All right. Very cool. Um, well, our guy didn't call back, did he? Boy, no, the hours. I do know gone, the though. question. If you want me to, what give was it the question? Sure, sure. It had to do with the ignition. Uh, uh, his ignition. Uh, Ignition. Okay, you're done. I know. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, Ignition? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so it's been sporadic. Every What other kind of time, car? Uh, he said it was a 2000, I want to say it's five or nine Toyota Corolla. Okay. What and and uh, every so uh, it's every four, t- uh, every four times he turns the key, then it finally comes on. And he wanted to know, is he hurting the car by doing that over and over? Huh. You mean it cranks but doesn't start? Correct. And then the fourth time, every time it does start. Well, something's going on there. It may not be ignition. It might be fuel-related. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of things that can cause an extended crank for it try it the five times. I wonder if it doesn't crank. Does it maybe not crank? He turns the key? He says he, says he can hear it, but just doesn't start the vehicle. Like, oh, doesn't start, like, turn, like, yeah. starter. It, it, and then it's every single time on the fourth try, it does work after that. So Does it just click? I did not ask that part. I just know that I the contacts are bad in the starter. Yeah, that's I bet you hundred bucks the contacts well, are bad in the that's starter. That's the you know normal symptom of that. And Toyota's famous for that. Yeah, Toyota Honda back then those years the contacts go bad in the starter. You Can, may have a bad starter. I'd recommend getting it diagnosed, and we'll get it fixed. Oh, I was going to say. Uh, so you can't just simply like clean out the actual part. It's probably something a lot more. You're going to take a starter that. apart. No, as in, like you said, that it was a bad contact. The contacts so was, are inside the starter. Okay, gotcha. those, those I starters. Had, I was assuming it was on top of something. So when you turn the key, let me tell you how this works. There's a solenoid, okay, and when you turn the key, the power goes to it and it closes the solenoid. It, it's electromagnetic. Well, the contact that inside that when it closes, it's uh, um, less amperage and voltage, or less amperage. I'm sorry to close. The solenoid. Once the solenoid goes, then the high amperage flows through those contacts to turn the starter because you need a lot of amperage to turn a starter, right? Um, but what happens is that plunger burns in, in two spots where it comes into contact when it closes. And once it gets burned, it, you got to click it where it's closing until it makes good contact and then the car starts. Does that... Is that explainable? That's I know explainable. I was waving no, my no. hands around. So. <laughs> this is radio. Hello. No, well, yeah, I know. <laughs> But well, anyway. why is it when you tap on them sometimes that they engage? I think they move. Oh, yeah. So that it like moves and doom, then it makes good contact and it starts. Mm. That only works for a while, by the way. It doesn't really work on newer cars, but yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So, and if you have a permanent magnet starter and you smack it with a hammer, it's done. That's it. Usually it breaks them. So I always wince when I, I see 
some sometimes people uh uh you know bang on their cars bang on their cars yeah or other people bang on them for them like yeah. oh here you know it's no well, i told you that story where someone was telling me oh my car doesn't start and i keep banging on my starter and it's starting uh-huh. and i i was looking at the car i'm like the starter's under the intake. How's he hitting it? So I popped the hood. He's beating giant, the heck out of the alternator. Yeah, there's dents all over the alternator. I'm like, dude. <laughs> that's not helping. That's not doing anything. <laughs> it's just a coincidence. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there are some car parts you can smack and it'll get you going. But I, I would reserve that for uh, absolutely needed things. All right, San Diego and everybody else out there. Hey, stay tuned. We will be back next Saturday for sure. Um we appreciate you joining us as always. This has been Auto Talk Radio on the Answer San Diego 1170 and 96.1 FM. Keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up till next week. This has been Auto Talk Radio. For answers to all your automotive questions, tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com, and click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.